by the time you hear this, they've traded him to the Dolphins for the 29th pick and future picks. I'm not happy. Even if I go on television uh, throughout the rest of the week and, and pretend I'm dealing with it, you'll know in real time as I'm processing it, it's not landing right with me. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and video show. Something very odd happened about 90 seconds ago. The producers in my ear told me, put your phone down. We're changing up the show. There is breaking news as we are recording. Again, you guys will be able to hear and see this Thursday morning afternoon, but we are recording it Wednesday morning and the producers told me we have breaking news, so I'm going to pivot this way. Demonze, what is the breaking news that we are breaking the format for? NFL Network is reporting that the Chiefs are allowing Tyreek Hill to seek a trade. No, they're not. Yeah, just in no, on Twitter. No, stop. What's the actual breaking news? Just in on Twitter. But it's it, real. The NFL Network. Yes. Stop this it. This is real. Got <laughs> Huh, that's very okay. Hold on, give me a moment here. Okay, so it is real. The Chiefs are going to let Ty- after contract extension talks broke down. They're going to let Tyreek Hill seek a trade. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Tom Pelissaro has follow up tweet. What is that? Sorry, we're doing this live. This is why you got. Schefter. What's Sh- Sh- Schefter going to tell me this is not true? Schefter. Oh, the Dolphins or the Jets are involved. Okay, well, that's the first piece of good news. Jets and Dolphins, serious talk straight for Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Chiefs are mulling what to do, but Hill's time in Casey looks like it's coming to an end. Jets and Dolphins are two teams now vying for Tyreek Hill, expected to do a massive contract extension. Chiefs are going to give a massive contract extension. Okay. All right. Got your verification. I got my verification. Okay. So, I'm not going to sit here and pretend this is good. This obviously is not good. However, I this is me, my version of tweeting through it. Listen, Tyreek is one of the most unique, special, and talented receivers ever. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I'm not going to deny that. What I am going to say is this. You know what? Positive spin on this threefold. First one is... If you trade with the Jets, you're getting a top five pick back. The Dolphins, I'd be a little less excited, but still, we could deal. Trade with the Jets, you get a top five pick. That would be a positive thing. And maybe multiple. Maybe the Jets give out multiple picks. Who knows? Let's see what this trade possibly could be. If there's any breaking news again, tell me. And by the way, by the time people hear this, the trade might already have happened. But I'm dealing with this in real time. Here's another positive. You got. You, the, I'm looking around the rest of the AFC West. Those teams are minus picks. Uh, the Broncos, they don't have picks forever. Traded for Ru- Mr. Limited, Russell Wilson. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's true. Oh, yeah, you're laughing at me. The Raiders, they're out of picks. They traded for Devontae Adams. So while all those teams are focused in the here and now, Chiefs have a long, you know, 100-yard view of this thing, setting up a dynastic run. Now, it's going to be harder without Tyree Kill. I understand that. But one other positive. You, you know what? Two more positives. One is, I, you, you don't want to... We've probably gotten the best out of Tyree Kill. Gonna, the new receiver market, thanks to Devontae Adams, $28 million a year. 
I'm not thrilled about the idea of paying Tyreek Hill $28 million a year. So there's another positive. And lastly is this. The only arrow people could throw at my guy Mahomes was, well, see him do it without Tyreek Hill. Okay, well, now we're going to see him do it without Tyreek Hill. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Let me see what his numbers were real quick. God, this is the worst, Demaze. All right, welcome in. It is the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and video show. Like, rate, subscribe, review, do all those things. I, I was ready to give you a full plea for those things, but it, here's the deal. We had a whole show planned, and then the Tyree Kill news broke. We're going to talk about it throughout the show. You've already gotten my live kind of candid camera thoughts on that, but that is not what we plan to discuss today. Before Demonte joins us to talk about what we'll be discussing today, in addition to the Tyree Kill news, as we start every show, we tell you what we won't be discussing. So here's what's not on the show today. What's not on the show today is Yusuf Nurkic tossing a fan's phone, which, by the way, 40000 well spent. Mike Tyson fighting Jake Paul for reportedly $1 billion. That didn't make the show. And Jamal Crawford, three-time six-man of the year. I once tweeted that Jamal Crawford was my son, who you're going to see in just a moment, his favorite player. Jamal DM'd me and said, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I'll send him some gear. I then told Jamal my son was, at the time, 22 years old. He no longer sent the gear. I think he thought you were a little kid, which is why you never got it. Demonte, that, you didn't even know about that. But yeah, you I was about it. to say, where is the You didn't know. Going? That's a true story. Yeah, Jamal Crawford, Seattle legend. All right, what are we starting with today? Okay. Well, let's talk about the best team in basketball. Okay. The Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, they have by far the best record in the NBA right now. Yep. And by the time people see slash hear this, he might be back. Chris Paul might be back. Yes. I mean, do you think there's a chance that they win the title this year? So, I think there's certainly a chance, but they are absolutely not my pick. They are. I understand the record says I need to respect him. Devin Booker's out here saying, hey, you know, if we were fair about MVPs, I, you know, I'm the leading scorer, arguably the best player on the team with the best record by far. Isn't that usually enough to win MVP? And the answer to Devin Booker quickly is yes, it usually is enough to win MVP. However, the problem there is it's kind of a Steph KD issue. Not that Chris Paul and Devin Booker are equivalent to Steph and KD, but there's a real question about who is the best player on that team. Now they have been great when, you know, since Chris Paul was hurt, but they are obviously great with Chris Paul. I would argue Chris Paul's the most important guy, but so one would say, okay, so they have two legit MVP, at least fringe MVP candidates. They have an excellent coach. They have a deep roster. Why are you not picking them to win a weekend Western conference? Well, the real reason is I don't know that I trust Chris Paul to make it through four rounds or three rounds to get to the finals healthy again. Now, he did last year barely. Remember, he almost got hurt in round one. And I think the the back-to-back 90-plus game, 100-game seasons can wear on any team, particularly a team that doesn't have a ton of experience like Phoenix and the one guy with a lot of experience is an injury risk. My preseason pick to win the West and to get out of the to get to the finals was the Lakers. That clearly is dead. Right now, I'm telling you, I don't think Phoenix makes it out of round two because I think the team they play in round two is the team that's going to go to the finals. I think this is the Dallas Mavericks year. Not to win the title, but to get to the finals. I think Luka, who is the closest we have seen to LeBron in NBA history, or at least since LeBron, Luka is going to have his version of 22-year-old LeBron, 07, 
carrying a very weak Cavs team all the way to the NBA Finals where they then got washed by the Spurs. I think Luka can carry the Mavs to the NBA Finals where they then will get washed by the Bucs. So no, no disrespect to Phoenix, but I do not think they're winning the title this year. I just kind of alluded to LeBron there. It looks like we are talking about LeBron here. What are we discussing here, Demonze? The Lakers and Nets are both headed to the play-in tournament. It's unbelievable that they're both headed to the play-in tournament. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy time. Um, but despite KD and LeBron both having great seasons, yep. uh, do you think player empowerment is backfiring if the greatest guys are stuck stuck on really bad teams? So that's interesting. Because so I, I thought about this when I was watching the other night. Both KD and LeBron had 35-point near triple-doubles. LeBron actually had the triple-double the night LeBron baptized Kevin Love. KD had a great game himself. They were playing at the same time. And I thought about this. And, Demonze, you'll remember this even though you're, you know, obviously younger than me. Ten years ago, ten years ago this season, KD and LeBron played in the finals for the first time. They were the two best players in the league. Nobody disputed it. Five years later... Katie and LeBron played each other in the finals again. They were, in my estimation, I think most people's belief with respect, Steph Curry, still the two best players in the league. Nobody disputes it. Five years later, so 10 years after their first time meeting in the finals, are Katie and LeBron the two best players in the league? Still no, because Giannis is the best. But you could make an argument that they are still top three guys. They are clearly still top five guys. And yet... Both of them are going to be in the play-in. That right now, they're the eight and the nine seed, respectively. And they both did choose this situation. So one could argue, yeah, you know, it has player empowerment has cost them. I think that is too narrow of a view because player empowerment is not only what got LeBron, LeBron to the Lakers, but Anthony Davis to the Lakers, and they did win a title two seasons ago. So it worked out for him there. Player empowerment not only got KD to the Nets, but got Kyrie there with him and Harden there with him. And everyone except for me thought that team was going to win a bunch of titles. What really killed KD and LeBron is not player empowerment. It's they chose the wrong point guard. LeBron chose Russell Westbrook, and that has submarined this Lakers season, even though Russ has played better as of late. And KD chose the least reliable star in sports, Kyrie Irving. If those guys had just had better, you know, were less worried about, in KD's case, I think it was who his good friend was, and instead looked at it and said, you know, looked at the Kyrie's history of health and lack of reliability and consistency. And if LeBron, I think, had, it, LeBron's never been great at evaluating who would play well with him. It's an odd thing. And I think LeBron's ego got the best of him thinking, oh, Russ's issues won't apply once he's with me. And obviously those issues have transcended his teammates. So I don't blame that on player empowerment. I blame that on Katie and LeBron both having a big, uh, strong hand in who they get to play with and just making the wrong choices. If, you know, if player empowerment could have gotten DeMar DeRozan in Russell Westbrook's spot instead of Russell Westbrook, and then the Lakers, even with all the injuries, are huge favorites to win the West. And if Kyrie, you know, whether it's the vaccine or injury, whatever it is, if Kyrie were the player he is, but just a more reliable person, if Katie had looked at the reliability part of it, I think Katie would be in a better spot. So no, I, I don't blame player empowerment. I just think they chose the wrong two point guards. All right, what's next? Um, let's go to the NFL. 
Yep. Fewer and fewer teams are needing a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan went to the Colts, and Mariota went to the Falcons. Yeah. Jameis stayed in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, should the 49ers just keep Jimmy G at this point? No, I don't think they're going to keep Jimmy G. I, I don't think they can. I don't think it's fair to Trey Lance, and I don't think it's smart. You can't give up three first-round picks for a guy and then in year two have him fighting for his job. I do think, Demonze, they're not going to get as much for Jimmy G as they once thought they were going to get for him. I'll tell you that much, that I think that they, if you are looking at when they should have traded him. Do, do you think they blew their chance to improve? Well, I don't think they I don't think they blew it, but I don't think they maximized their chance to improve. I think that they needed to look survey the landscape and realize if there's going to be a game of quarterback musical chairs, we need to make sure Jimmy G's got a seat early. Because now it's not only, you know, that Wentz got traded, so Washington's off the board, and Matt Ryan got traded, so Indy's off the board, and you know, the Russ got traded, so the Broncos are off the board. But it's also that all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield's available. And so now there's another quarterback of similar caliber to Jimmy G that is in, going to be in the marketplace. So I don't think they blew their chance to improve. But I think, the, I think that had they timed this better, I mean, Carson Wentz went for two seconds, essentially. Jimmy G, I don't like Jimmy G a ton. And, and I'm skeptical of him, especially on a bad team. But he's better than Carson Wentz. Are they going to get more than two seconds for him? I don't think so. All right, what's last? The Sweet 16 and Elite Eight are this weekend. Yeah. Um, Gonzaga is a huge favorite to win it all. Yep. All eyes will be on Chet. Yep. Uh, do you believe he'll ever be a star in the pros? So this is tough. Because there are, Chet Holmgren checks so many boxes. His numbers are great. His team is the favorite. I don't think Gonzaga is going to win it all, by the way. But his team's the favorite. And if you look at even the first game they played in the tournament, I didn't think he played well at all. But then it's like, you look at the numbers, I think he had like 19, 17, and seven blocks. Like, his numbers were unbelievable. I'm going, I'm going to say something. I hope it does not hurt your feelings. Because this is somewhat about you. I'm going to use you as a comp, okay? Okay. You, where I knew you had a ceiling as a basketball player, and you were a great player. But there was one part of your game that you just, I think it was too frustrating, you refused to just dedicate yourself to. Your left-hand dribbling. Your ball, and I was like, okay, Demonze is a better player than I ever could have been. He's going to play college basketball, but there's going to be a ceiling because there's an obvious flaw, right. and it was just, you were just working on other stuff. You were working on defense, you were working on shooting. Again, I, I feel badly for personally attacking you, <laughs> but it's the truth. Here's why I bring it up. I think it is incredibly concerning that Chet Holmgren won't put on weight. How long of his basketball career do you think people have been like, buddy? Putting on weight in the left hand, and like I feel like almost two different things. You think it should be easier, like that it's more of an error by him than by you, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, no. Yes, that's what you're saying. You're saying putting on weight's easier than doing the drills. The that, guy's got a high metabolism. Okay, maybe he has a high metabolism. And I, and I hear all these KD comps. Guys... He, KD is a unicorn for a reason, and KD's bigger than Chet. And so it is the, the only obvious flaw in his game is he is literally the skinniest player I've ever seen at a high level of basketball since Keith Kloss. Now, Keith Kloss, that's a throwback, but somebody Google him. He was once listed at 7'1", 180. 
That's a real listing he had. And Keith Kloss, by the way, didn't have the talent Chet does. I just, I, I feel like the Chet needs not a sandwich, but like 35 sandwiches. And it concerns me that he hasn't just begrudgingly gone ahead and put on the weight. That's my, that's, I wouldn't draft him number one. I think I'd be afraid to draft him in the top three. Maybe I'll be wrong about it, but that to me looks like a potential massive flaw. That's my deep Chet Holmgren analysis. He's too damn skinny. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and video show. If you are listening, this is one worth finding on YouTube or Facebook, wherever, because you get to see my real-time facial reaction and expressions to a few minutes ago when DeMonze broke the news to me that the Chiefs are letting Tyree Kill seek a trade. Now, if you're, this, so the show's a little out of order because you, you probably already heard that and seen that. We then did what we thought was the start of the show. But before we get to what's supposed to be a fun B-block where we play games and do goofy stuff, I got a few more Tyree Kill thoughts. Because I am now, DeMonte said I'm going through the stages of grief. Uh, and I think I'm in the bargaining stage now. And the bargaining stage has drawn me to the 2022 NFL draft order. Because again, by the time you hear this, this trade maybe is already complete. But as I sit here on Wednesday afternoon, it is not yet complete. And they're saying the Dolphins and the Jets are the two teams most heavily involved. Now, the Dolphins don't have a pick in the first round of the draft next year until the 29th pick. The Jets, on the other hand, have the fourth pick, the 10th pick, thanks to the uh, Jamal Adams trade. They have the 35th pick, the 38th pick of this upcoming draft. So they have four top 40 picks. So now if I am, let me, again, obviously the Chiefs got worse for this coming year. But while every team is putting everything on the credit card, the Chiefs recognize we have the best player in football. He's going to be the best player in football for the next decade. If they're not the next 15 years, let's try to have long-term planning about this. Can't have the highest paid quarterback and, or one of the highest paid quarterbacks and the highest paid receiver, especially with the highest paid receiver maybe being on the other side of 30. If we can get, and I say we for the Kansas City Chiefs, honorary member, 
the 10th pick of the draft and next year's Jets first rounder, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, I will be okay with it. If we get the fourth in the 10th, I actually think it's a good trade. Now, if you get the 10th pick and then just seconds, that's not enough for me. But you do have to you can now get the defense better. The Mahomes is going to be great no matter what. They need to find a way to improve the defense. They were going to not only have to pay Tyreek Hill more, but even if they hadn't paid him more, he's going to be $20 million against the cap this year. I, I can deal. Now, if they end up trading him to Miami for the 29th pick in Miami's next year's first rounder, when Miami could be a, you know, a fringe 500-ish team again, I won't love that. So by the time you hear this, they've traded him to the Dolphins for the 29th pick and future picks. I'm not happy. Even if I go on television uh, throughout the rest of the week and, and pretend I'm dealing with it, you'll know in real time as I'm processing it, it's not landing right with me. But at some here, here's the, I, and I'm consistent on this, by the way, I don't always think the team that got the star wide receiver won the trade. I said, I thought the Raiders gave up too much for Devontae Adams. So no hip, no hypocrisy here. Let's just see what the trade is. We can all agree that if the Jets gave up 10 first round picks and give, gave Tyreek 40 million a year, that's a bad trade for them. So that's the old adage. Uh, this is a, again just there, once we agree there is a, there is a possibility that you've overpaid, then we are just negotiating on what the line is to have it be overpaid. There's an old joke involving prostitution that goes down that same. You've never heard that? No, no, none of your teachers ever told this to you. Try to logic class anything. You've no. Never heard this? Okay, I'm gonna tell you. This is by the way. It's taking a strange turn. Okay, well it's it, this is it's an old adage. I don't know who came up with it. And again, I, I'm not sure how 2022 appropriate is, so I'm just going to say this was told to me in logic class when I was in college. Take up the complaints with the University of Syracuse University. It goes like this. Guy walks into a hotel lobby, sees a woman at the bar, and says, I'm sorry to bother you, but would you come up to my room with me for $1 million? And she looks at him and says, you know, I think I would. Right. And he says, okay, would you come up to my room with me for $100? And she throws his drink in, the fa in his face and says, what type of woman do you think I am? And he says, well, we've already established. Now we're just negotiating. <laughs> so again, inappropriate, but that's the old, that's what they were the point in the logic class. I remember when the teacher told it. Now, maybe that teacher was since fired for telling inappropriate jokes. I'm not sure. But the point is, once we all agree that there is a line, then we're just agreeing on where the line is. So now I think I'm still in the bargaining phase of the Tyreek Hill grief part of it. But I, everyone would agree there is a there is a level of draft compensation the Chiefs could get where it is a good deal for them. We're gonna wait and see what that is. Wait, is there breaking? To, no, there's not Tyree Kill breaking news. There's Kevin Wilds tweeting Mac Jones at the Pro Bowl saying I like throwing to Tyreek. This is so stupid. All right, let's get let's play a game. Let's move on. What, this or that? What's first up? Time for this or that. Um, worst news for the Nets. The vaccine mandate not changing or Ben Simmons herniated disc? 
Oh, listen, I think the worst news is Ben Simmons because they had to anticipate that the Vax mandate might not change. And I don't believe it's going to change before the end of this basketball season. I do believe it will change by next basketball season, but I don't think it's going to change before the end of this basketball season. In fact, just earlier today, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, once again said he doesn't think it's going to change anytime soon. Ben Simmons herniated disc is incredibly concerning. How did it happen? When did it happen? When are we going to see him play again? Like that he was the core piece that you traded James Harden for, right? You, you can't have him all of a sudden. You already know what his limitations as a player are. But you also know what his positives as a player are. You can't have him all of a sudden have a back issue. Like that's, to me, that's way more concerning. All right, what's next? Um, better option for Indy between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. Yeah, this to me is very, very simple. Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan's great, but Matt Ryan is going to, is the best quarterback that Indy has had since Andrew Luck. I don't think that's debatable. And Carson Wentz, some of us told you that Carson Wentz was going to be Carson Wentz. Even when people were like, no, he's no longer Carson Wentz. No, he was always Carson Wentz. So the fact that you got potentially two second rounders for Carson Wentz. Now you traded too much for him, trading a first rounder plus to get him, but you got two second rounders back for Carson Wentz and you only had to give up a third rounder for Matt Ryan. I think the Colts should be the favorites in the NFC, in the AFC South. So I think that's not, to me, that's not even a question. Matt Ryan's an upgrade over Carson Wentz. All right, what's next? Coach K goes out on top or is eliminated by our next show. Oh, that see, so my answer would be neither. My, but that's not an option. My answer would be they make the final four, but they don't win at all. So I'm going to say eliminated by our next show. I don't think, as much as I like Boncaro, I don't think Duke is good enough to win the title. I think they should have lost Michigan State. I think that was a bit of a gag job by Michigan State down the stretch there. So if I have to choose, either he's eliminated this week in Sweet 16 Elite Eight or they win the whole thing, I'm going to go he's eliminated uh, this weekend so that Coach K and Duke is done by the next time we're on the air. All right, what's last? Hey, we haven't seen a lot of Zion in a while. Nope. Um, let's, let's check on him. Let's, let's take a look at this Instagram post here. Okay, let's look at it. Oh, my look God. Look at that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Look at that. That'll, I mean, if you're, by the way, if you're not – uh, watching the show, it, this is something Zion posted the other night to his IG. He is in a Pelicans gym, which is noteworthy. He is also wearing his new sneakers. He's shirtless, looks to be, you know, doesn't look as big as he looked when we saw those pictures of him in sweatsuits earlier in the year. And he threw an off-the-backboard alley-oop to himself that he caught between his legs and did a, you know, basically off-the-backboard East Bay which would have, I believe, easily won the dunk contest this year. That's what we just saw. So what's the question? Is this encouraging or discouraging for Pelicans fans? So that's a really interesting question. Hey, whoever came up with that one should get a raise. I came up with it. Uh, so here's why. The, it's you could say encouraging because it shows that he's healthy-ish and it is in a Pelicans gym. So like that, as opposed to him being up in Portland where he was before or up in the Pacific Northwest rehabbing, that's positive. The negative is, and the reason it would be discouraging is why well, he posted this right after they ruled him out for the year. And so there seems to have been a disconnect all along between the Pelicans and Zion. And the fact that Zion 
had gone dark as far as any communication, any videos, any anything. And then right after the Pelicans say he's not playing the rest of the season as he rehabs his foot, the fact that he then posts a video that makes it look like his foot is totally fine and puts to bed some of the concern about his weight, at least in my eyes. Now, he's not slim, but he's the size he dominated the league at last year. Uh, That's discouraging. Overall, I would say it's a net win for the Pelicans. Pelicans fans, because I do believe he's going to sign the mass extent, max extension this summer, and I do think they're going to have more time. And the biggest concern should be how healthy is he? He looks incredibly healthy right there, which is more than I can say for myself as I've had to deal with this Tyree kill. We've got a little bonus question for you. We have a bonus what's, question. What's more devastating to you, Tyree kill or Scrabble with Diora, okay. my sister? Okay, listen, people. All right, so this is how we're going to end the show. So I lost to my 16-year-old in Scrabble. And you know what? I'm just going to lash out. I apologize on the front end of this, but I'm upset. You guys are trying to twist the knife on the Tyree Kill thing. You guys didn't let me process it in real time. You made you break it to me while I was live on the air. It's not right. So here's where I'm going to lash out. It would be devastating to lose to you in Scrabble. There's no shame <laughs> in losing to Dior in Scrabble. I like Dior is brilliant. Dior is like takes her education seriously. If I lost to you in Scrabble, I would do some soul searching. Losing to Dior in Scrabble, I can deal with. I'm done with this show for the day and maybe forever. We'll see you next week. (laughs) All right, I'm still processing the Tyree Kill news, some of which there may be even more of by the time you guys hear and see this. But do me a favor as I deal with my hometown team that should have won the last three Super Bowls, only winning one Super Bowl, and now trading away their second most important offensive player, reportedly. Like, rate, subscribe, review to the show on all platforms. It's the only thing that will help me sleep at night as I deal with all of this. Talk to you all next week.